So what words come to your mind when you think of this time in which we live? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And greetings once again from Southwest Virginia. We are still here. As a matter of fact, we... We ended up staying a few days longer than anticipated. I'll talk more about that later in the program today. I was thinking this morning, looking at some of the emails that I get, the news headlines that I read, some of the stories that, you know, you couldn't believe this stuff 20, 25 years ago. We'd be talking about certain things. But here we are. Here we are in 2022 in one of the most strangest times that I can ever imagine. Common sense has been thrown out the window. We we now talk about things that are, well, they're silly. That's the only word that comes to mind. But what's more frightening to me is the fact that we live in a time that several several words that begin with the letter D, like in David, come to mind. Delusional. Deception come to mind. Demonic comes to mind. And this cult of death comes to mind. All of this is becoming the forefront of our Western society today. Not just in the United States, but in Canada, Australia, United Kingdom, all across Europe, New Zealand, Canada, anywhere you listen to this program. We're in big trouble. And and too many of us here in the United States, they keep talking about, yeah, man, we're going to fix it in, in, in November. You just watch and see. We're going to get it right this time. And I remind you over and over and over again, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And stop believing that you're going to turn this world into paradise on earth where Jesus can come again and have to do nothing because we have it all fixed. We have the right guy in office. Now, now trust me, I vote. I have been voting since 1972. This November will mark 50 years that I have voted in elections. And in 50 years, I don't see a whole lot that got fixed except for maybe a short season. I mean, we had Ronald Reagan as a president, and it wasn't that many years later we had Bill Clinton. We've had Barack Obama. We've had Jimmy Carter. Now we have Joe Biden. So tell me how anything ever got fixed in 50 years. In 50 years, we had Roe versus Wade. We've had unfettered abortion for decades in this country. And the cult of death is literally wanting to kill because they can't kill. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous. Saw this, saw this little story. I want to read this to you. And it, it, this is just one of a number of things that I want to share today. And then I'm going to get into the why and what we need to do. There's a gal. Her name is Joel Lumen. And that's kind of a German spelling, L-U-E-H-M-A-N-N. Joe Lumen or Joe Lumen. And this is something that she wrote on her Twitter account. 
I would rather get an abortion than have a brown child who ends up being adopted by white evangelical Christians. Now now listen to that carefully. I would rather get an abortion than have a brown child who ends up being adopted by white evangelicals, Christians. It's not kindness to children of the global majority to give them to people who'll just traumatize them with self and ancestral hatred. Abortion is an act of love. This is the kind of deception that we have in our world today. And we have these people in politics and and in order for you to swallow these lies it's kind of like that opening music in the background just a spoonful of sugar makes the poison go down or medicine go down take your choice now in the case of joe uh lumen or lumen she's an actual person who's been heralded by the left of this country as a brilliant woman And she's so brilliant in her understanding that she doesn't understand that only women can get pregnant. That's that she said she men can get pregnant, too. Now, writing on her Instagram page, please understand this is why adoption is not an option. In other words, you know, we don't know where th- these kids could end up with white Christians. And that, that, and that would be as horrible. It would be a kind act to kill the child than have that happen. Besides, though they may grow up, you know, anti-LGBTQ or, or trans or whatever thing is the new oppression. And she believes and she makes it very clear. White and Christians you know, supremacy kill. I mean, it, it, Christians are just deadly. And she blathers on social media with all this delusion. And no matter how you cut it, this delusion is demonic. Let me just be as clear as I can. This delusion is demonic, period. I've shared a number of times, and I know we get new listeners from time to time. In 2 Thessalonians, we are warned about those that have chosen to believe the lie and reject the truth will be given over to literally mass delusion unto their own damnation. And I don't know how we can make it any clearer. The things that come out of the mouths of people, even in congressional hearings, is literally insane. Denial of facts, even denial of science, real science, you know, science that questions things and proves itself over and over again. But today, we've invented things like men can get pregnant. Men can have periods. I mean, this this is insanity. It's not true. But we're told we must believe it. And if we, we don't believe it, we're just hateful. We're despicable. We're deplorable. And the ones that want us to believe these dastardly lies are demonic in nature. Nobody with a rational mind can believe some of the stuff that is said today. 
I can't even remember the gal's name. I'm watching a little bit of a hearing. And this witness that they had for the Democrats was making some just bizarre statements about human sexuality and men can get pregnant. And and then another one when asked the question on the abortion issue in particular. So what is the difference between a baby born uh, that's a year old, six months old, six minutes old and six minutes before birth when they can be aborted? And when the question was asked, like, so what is the what is the fundamental difference between a child on the verge of birth and one that has come through and has been born? There was a deer in the headlight look. She couldn't answer the question because she knew if she legitimately and honestly answered the question, every narrative that she believes and espouses is trashed. The truth is not in her. She is deluded. And when faced with her own delusion, she will hop back into the delusion. It's demonic. It is devilish. It is dangerous. And it's destructive. And all of this, when you think about it, every bit of all of the nonsense coming out of Washington always finds its root in death. What do you mean root in death? Death and destruction are the end goal of all that is demonic. Death and destruction, that's the goal. Destroy, kill, deceive. And all we're seeing these days is death and destruction and deceit. I have never seen an administration in my lifetime. This includes the Obama administration. This includes the Clinton administration. I have never seen so many lies being foisted upon the people. Oh, the media used to say, well, you know, Trump lies. He's lied a thousand times uh, this last week. You ask for, you know, evidence of that. They can't give it to you. But just take our word for it. He did. And that's the same media that thoroughly knew that the whole Russian collusion narrative was a, was a hoax. They knew it was fraudulent, and they were a part of the fraud. A willing player in what they knew was a fraud. People like Adam Schiff, Democrat from California, a, you know, Clintonite, they made sure he got in office. Because, see, the congressman in that district in 1998 had voted uh, to impeach President Clinton. And so the Clintons wanted retribution. And they invested other people's money, of course, into unseating that Republican and putting Adam Schiff in that position. Adam Schiff is a despicable, disgusting, dastardly liar. And he's proud of it. He relishes in the fact that he is deceptive. He He's demonic, in my opinion. I don't care. I'm just going to say it. Only somebody demon-possessed could be that deceptive. And he would get on television saying, I've seen the evidence that didn't exist. 
I know firsthand that he'll be perp walked out of the White House because he is colluding with an enemy. He's a traitorous, treasonous person of the state. And every one of them, Nadler, Schiff, all of them, Pelosi, they all knew it was a lie. Even the FBI knew it was a lie. They knew it, we now know. They knew it in 2016, before the election. It was all a lie. It was all nonsensical. But I believe they allowed it to continue because they hated Trump so much they would do anything, even break the law and even be a traitor to this country to get what they wanted. My biggest fear, my biggest fear for this nation, the United States, is nobody will ever really be held fully accountable for what they did. I don't care if you like Trump or not, but you don't lie. You don't use the FBI. You don't use the national intelligence agencies of this country for political purposes in elections and smear campaigns. People like that. Here's my opinion. You can agree or disagree. People like that should be arrested and tried. And if convicted, they should be hung until they are dead for being traitors. And I don't care if it's Republicans doing it to Democrats. You don't, you don't lie and you don't use the intelligence and law enforcement agencies of the United States to perpetuate a lie. And that's what they did. Adam Schiff should be in prison for the rest of his natural life for what he has done knowingly and willingly on the television. And then this administration had the audacity This Biden administration, and I'm going to come out and say it, Biden is brain dead. He's brain dead. He's propped up with medications. He can't get through anything that he does outside of a teleprompter. You know it and I know it. He's the real Manchurian candidate. And the evil cabal of demonic, deceptive people are pulling the strings. And we're, we're told all these lies. The, the reason inflation is so bad, the reason gas prices are so high, the reason you can't find baby food or baby formula, the reason all this is happening is because the Biden administration has given you such a wonderful economy. And if you don't believe it, you just have to believe it. They wanted to have, they they wanted to have this. What is it? The, what we call it, the Ministry of Truth. You know, which if you ever go back to George Orwell's 1984, you know, the Ministry of Truth, and probably the best news I heard yesterday was it's being put on a pause, which is Washington speak for uh, it's dead on arrival. It's DOA. This Orwellian nonsense was beyond anything I could ever imagine. And and the woman that they decided to put in charge of this board that thankfully she is resigned from, you know, the Biden administration wanted this disinformation board uh, as a part of the Department of Homeland Security, something that I wish George W. Bush had never put into place. 
I mean, I, I think there's been more danger to our civil liberties because of that particular agency that has been a, has been used and abused. Name is Nina Jankowitz, and she gave an interview uh, right after her resignation yesterday. Uh, and she was saying, you know, the board's real purpose was to ensure that the Department of Homeland Security followed best practices in combating disinformation, which is another way of saying if you disagree with the Biden administration, if you disagree with a leftist narrative, it has got to be misinformation and must be censored. We already know enough videos and enough undercover stuff is coming out of Twitter. Fine. We're now learning a few things. Talk about disinformation. You know, Twitter's been one of those kind of places I don't really, you know, care much about. I look at it on occasion when I have to. And I have kind of an account that you never would find. It doesn't, you know, I'll, I put it together back in 2009 because of the work that I was doing. But this idea of a department of misinformation, it is like the Ministry of Truth. It is, it is Joseph Goebbels' propaganda machine. And all dictatorships have to have a propaganda arm to combat truth because truth is the biggest enemy to those that want to destroy you, destroy the family, want to participate in the demonic cult of death. And she, she, everything about her, her background, you know, wasn't that long ago, 2019, Vladimir Zelensky was running to become, you know, the the new president of Ukraine. And she was working at that time at the campaign headquarters in in Kiev, Ukraine. She is a part of the global establishment if there ever was anybody. And one of these days I'm going to get into the whole Ukraine thing. There's so many pieces that even Fox News just fails to tell you. You're giving you're you're being given something, let's put it this way. It's trying to explain something to a two-year-old. They don't want you you can't they don't think you can understand, so they give you simple stuff. Ukraine is not that simple. What's been going on there for decades is complex. It is a corrupt nation, period. It has been money laundering headquarters and a sanctuary for a long, long time. It is run by wealthy oligarchs, has been. And the hero president is an X-rated comedian that they ran for office and created a party that was based upon a fictitious party in which he played as an actor on a film, the president of Ukraine. And he won. And he was backed by a multi-billionaire who financed his way to office. Why? Because the billionaire wanted control of Ukraine. This is the world in which we live, my friend. And so Nina Jankowitz was going to be the head of this board of misinformation, Department of Homeland Security. And the more you learn about her, the crazier this woman becomes to anybody with the common sense that God gave seafood. The woman is certifiably nuts. 
She is, as the Bible would say, delusional, demonic, destructive, and deceived. I mean, what kind of person seeking, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Trying to be credible as a journalist, trying to be credible in this position, trying to be credible as she is getting herself into the Biden administration, releases something on TikTok. You know, TikTok. And she does this little video to the tune of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious from, you know, the Mary Poppins movie about disinformation. And with this, what little credibility she had left was flushed down the toilet. Information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. If the truth be known, it is our own federal government that is increasingly provable to be the master of disinformation and deception here in the United States. It's not some far right-wing conspiracy organization. It's not some quack doctor out there in the Midwest. It's her own DHS. It's her own CDC. It's her own FDA that time and time and time again is getting caught in a lie. And just like a cat burying its business, the media tries to cover it up. Because they're also as delusional and is involved demonically with all that is wrong with this nation. NBC News, CBS News, ABC, they are intellectually, journalistically, morally, and spiritually devoid and bankrupt. There's no health in them. MSNBC sits there and perpetrates nothing but nonsense and delusion. And their listeners just take it in. And it becomes part of their, their, their character and who they are. You know, yesterday, this week, Jen Psaki, I think, had enough of lying for the administration and decided to go find some more money. It's called MSNBC. She did her dirty work to get the guy in office, so now the establishment pays her off with a gig at MSNBC. You know, I was getting suspicious, and if you weren't, let me just kind of, this is my opinion. This administration kept telling us all last year, and even this year, get vaccinated, you won't get COVID. Get vaccinated, and you can take off your mask. Get vaccinated today, and live. Jen Psaki was allegedly vaccinated, revaccinated, and boosted. And somehow she had COVID three times in how many months? I mean, wait a minute. I thought you said that we'd be COVID-proof if we got this vaccine. Apparently that was a lie too. 
Or, as many have said, she didn't want to be in that train wreck when Biden was overseas at some of these important meetings where he just became a buffoon. And how does she stand before the crowds of people and and try to explain that away? You know, it was pretty bad. And all the time, of course, she's trying to, you know, get out of Dodge. She's busy negotiating her way. She's trying to get her golden parachute to get out of that freak show called the White House. And now she's gone. And now we have a new, a new White House press secretary. And and I'll probably perpetually mess the name up. If I'm getting it correct, it's Corrine Jean Paris or Jean Paris, the new White House press secretary. And the most important credentials that she has to hold this lofty position in the Biden White House. These are the things that are important now. Skill, experience, (laughs) that's not needed. No, and she made it clear she began her first press conference this week, letting the world know the most important attribute that she, Corrine Jean Paris, has to be the press secretary for the President of the United States. Her qualifications are I'm female, I'm black, and I'm a lesbian. And that should be something that we all clap our hands and celebrate. That I'm a female, I'm black, and I'm lesbian. And those are my credentials for why I should be celebrated as the spokesperson for the stupidest president that ever occupied the White House. Or I should say maybe the most corrupt president. I'm going to say that honestly. He has got to be the most corrupt president that ever was. He had all those years in Washington, D.C. to feather his nest. How does somebody become a multimillionaire on a senator's salary? You don't, unless, as Harry Truman once said, show me a wealthy politician and I'll show you a crook. Harry Truman was right. There's so many of these people that go to Washington, D.C. that become incredibly wealthy as congressmen and senators. That doesn't make any sense. And I think those that have gotten rich from the power of their office are traitors to the United States, period. The founding fathers of the United States never envisioned a political class that was perpetually put in office decade after decade, like cadavers like Pelosi, Jerry Nadler, and so many others that spend 10, 20, 30, even 40 plus years as congressmen. They're entitled, of course, or senators. And I don't care which party. You know, back, I'm trying to remember how many years ago it was, Strom Thurmond had no business being a senator at the age of 100. Why did he run for office when he was 94? And then he 
went right from the United States Senate to a nursing home in Edgefield, South Carolina, where he died shortly thereafter. They can't let go of the power. Remember, Strom Thurmond was in Washington, D.C. long before I was born. People like um, Senator Byrd from West Virginia, he just, you know, he was never in West Virginia much. He lived in D.C. And so I, I just have this issue with wealthy politicians and the, the lack of trust. I've got a few other stories that I want to share. But I just had to get had to get that off my chest. There is it's demonic. It is deception, it is delusion, and it is death all rolled together. It has become increasingly in our country today a cult of death. I was sharing something the other day with with a friend of mine. He's a person like me. He's in ministry as well. And he's he's trying to assess where we are. And and I'm trying to assess where I'm at as well in where we are ministry-wise and where we are where we're supposed to be. Like I say, we're still a couple of days longer, almost a week longer than anticipated here in Southwest Virginia. We've been just trying to find where we belong. And we know as a practical matter, we need to be closer to family as we are getting older. Let's just, I don't, you know, I love Florida, don't get me wrong. But I don't want to be, my wife and I don't want to be there nowhere near family as we get older. And it may be difficult for them to visit and us to travel. And if something should happen, as a practical matter looking forward, we're trying to find where is that place that we need to, you know, settle in at this point in our lives. But at the same time, I'm not packing it in to settle in. Uh, there's still viable ministry work in me for a while to come. And I want to continue to do this radio program, help to plant churches, launch some other ministry efforts. These are things that are really important to me. And there are a lot of things in terms of ministry that are occurring in the background. Today was one of those kind of days as I was preparing to do this radio program, two things popped into view right before I sat down before this microphone. And I was actually a little bit late getting started to get the program out on time. If you noticed it a little bit late on some of the podcast sites, now you know why. One was a place that might be ideal for us living-wise, but adequate to deal with additional ministry opportunities as well. I'm serious. I mean, I'm looking at some really good opportunity. And and then another individual, two different individuals had contacted me. Some of the work I'm trying to do in working with other like-minded Christians and, and getting all this stuff together. And maybe it's all coming together just a wee bit faster than I, than I anticipated. And so today, of all days, I really need your prayers. Trying to be certain that what we do is doing what God would have us to do. I don't want to be behind and I don't want to be ahead, if that makes any sense. So pray for us while we're up here. We'll travel back to Georgia Saturday 
and then uh, I'll be doing the program from Georgia on Monday. As we prepare to sell our little place in Georgia to facilitate this place here and then in time, you know, to be just located in one place as God as God opens the door. There's still a few things left to do in Florida part-time for the next couple of years. But we're just trying to make that transition. And and now's a good time to do it. I mean, I'll be 68 this year. And so that's that's my prayer. Just keep me in prayer. Keep this radio program in prayer. Just stay on the radio. If you can help us financially pay for the airtime. And by the way, mail is catching up to me. If you hadn't seen, I'm beginning, it'll be catching up to me a lot of it on Monday when we get back to, you know, to Georgia. Just so you know, I hadn't forgotten, you know, it's just with us traveling, I wasn't getting it here in Virginia. But if you can help us financially pay for the airtime bill, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. The city is Crestview. One word, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That zip code again is 32536. Your faithful support has kept this radio program on the air. And we are now getting ready to enter our 21st month of broadcasting consistently this program, Truth to Ponder. And you're the ones that made it happen. By the way, if you listen on shortwave or as a podcast, if you get a moment, if you get a moment, would you send an email to me directly. I'm the only one that reads it. I don't have a secretary. It's, I'm, it's just me. Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. Truth to ponder.com. You can also go to our website, truth, the number two ponder.com and find out more about the program and how you can keep us on the air. This is truth to ponder. With Bob Beerman. The bold foot move coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Ruth, the Moabite, the Gentile, goes down to the threshing floor and finds Boaz there sleeping. She lays down next to him. She uncovers his feet. Now, this is a bold thing to do. She's a Gentile. She's an outcast. She has no right. She's poor. Yet she does a very bold thing. And he's startled. He wakes up. He says, who are you? He says, I'm Ruth. She says, I'm Ruth. And spread your garment over me because you are a kinsman redeemer. And he does. He spreads his garment. And that means that she's covered. And she becomes his wife. And he becomes her husband. A beautiful story. But you know, it's a real lesson about you and Messiah. Because we're like Ruth. We're outcasts. And we need to come boldly to him. You know, and especially when you fall and you messed up in sin, you need to come boldly there. You know, we have no rights. We're outsiders. But by the mercy and the grace of God, we can come boldly. The more distant you feel from God, don't withdraw from him. Just because you have no rights, don't withdraw. 
Come boldly to him. Come boldly receive his grace. Boldly receive his love. Confidently receive his forgiveness. You see, the, the less you deserve it, the more you have to come and apprehend it. Be strong about reaching out to his goodness and pulling it over your life and asking him, listen, cover me, Lord, because you are my redeemer. And he will, by his grace, gladly cover you with his love. But it all begins with a bold foot move. Want more? Ask for uncovering his feet. Now, imagine being plugged into a special line, let you know on news, future events, news behind the news, biblical prophecy, updates on Israel, what you need to know as an end-time believer, and teachings and strength for every day of your week, and the mystery of the temple doors, all free. How do you get all this free? Easy. Just remember Jesus is real Hebrew name, and you dial it. That's it. It's Yeshua. So just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1, and you will be blessed with free gifts, but call now. That's one 800 Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now, I invite you to join me to reach the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar, even to Jerusalem. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. And you'll have a great part in the end-time harvest around the world. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct, the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's Box 1111. One one Lodi L O D I New Jersey O seventy six forty four. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, "Come into His presence boldly." Shalom alechem. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah. Hagoel, your kinsman redeemer. This is truth to ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad that so many of you take the time to listen to this program. And those that take the time to let me know that you do listen. We are on shortwave. We're on WRMI. We're on KVOH. And I just need to know which frequencies you're listening to. It does help me. Trying to find the best way to maximize shortwave coverage. There are going to be times that I know the internet down the road. You think you're going to fix this nation at the ballot box? I just don't see it. We might get a little reprieve. And I think that's about the best we can hope for. I'm looking at some of the news headlines that came out this week. And I'm sure some of these news headlines you are familiar with. And some of these news headlines, when I read them, they break my heart. You know, being in Virginia, even in this very southwest portion, more so than in Florida or even where we have our place in Georgia, because of the prior governor of this state, Governor Northam, they were COVID crazy in Virginia. Now, not that far from where we are is is Bristol, Virginia, and Bristol, Tennessee. They're kind of like twin cities, two different governments. The state line runs right through State Street in Virginia. One side is is Tennessee, one side is Virginia. And one of the things that stood out, I remember reading the stories about this, all the Virginia stores and businesses had to close down. Because Governor Northam said that, you know, we got to stop the virus, so we're going to kill the economy, destroy your savings, make your kids afraid, have people die in old folks' homes because we're not going to properly treat them, which is another crime against humanity, in my opinion. 
And, you know, so how did how did Bristol, Virginia do? How did Bristol, Tennessee do? There weren't any real differences. Yet the folks in Tennessee had a lot more freedom. And the ones in Virginia, well, they, they took it on the chin and lost a whole lot more. Typical of a leftist. They don't care what happens to you as long as nothing bad happens to them. Those in government, and this is one of the things that angered me when I worked dealing with this virus for a county two years ago, a little over two years ago now. I left about two years ago. Was the fact that everybody in government was still getting their paycheck. They were still getting their benefits. They were still getting their retirement funds, you know, put in every every two weeks. Even if they had a non-essential government job, like, you know, parks and recreation, economic development, none of that was going on at all in that county. Zero. There were all kinds of government things that governments probably shouldn't even be doing. And all these people sitting at home in their pajamas going to an occasional Zoom meeting to do nothing. I mean, you can't meet, you can't do anything, you're not having anybody visit to, you know, do anything economically, but would they lay any government worker off and put them on unemployment at less money? Of course not. They're government, they're special, they're better than you. And so they continue their paychecks in their pajamas. And other people, and I, I, I really, my, I started to really wonder about the mentality when fifteen days to flatten the curve came along. You know, it was like, okay, there's going to be some money to help people out. You know, to get them through these two or three weeks, <laughs> and, uh, and you know what happened? Two months, six months, a year. Kids wearing face masks that are unnecessary. What we've done to the children is demonic in how we've dealt with COVID and what the FDA, the Food and Death Administration, the Federal Death Administration, that's what the FDA should be called, the Federal Death Administration, has now authorized emergency use now. Understand, this is not an approval, okay? The FDA, the the, the Federal Death Administration, has authorized Pfizer, let's call them Pfizer. They've authorized, as you know, as you probably saw a couple of days ago, the Pfizer COVID booster for children 5 to 11 years of age. And they they did a little study back in February, real short, of course. We don't know what the long-term effect is, and we don't need to know. That's what they tell us. A study in February found that two doses of the vaccine offered little protection against the Omicron variant, but we still want you to have more of it. Just get some more. And so the Federal Death Administration on Tuesday, a couple of days ago, authorized the booster dose of the Pfizer, I should say Pfizer, BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine under emergency use authorization. What's the emergency for kids 5 to 11? Basically, they don't spread it, they really don't get it, and if they do get it, it's not a whole lot worse than the common cold. So why are we experimenting with this, with this unknown into a young child's immune system? And so 
if, if it's been at least five months since they've received their primary two dose, I wonder how many reprobate parents are going to drag their little six-year-old out and jab them again with something that could kill them or destroy their immune system for the rest of their life because they're believing the delusional lie of the federal death administration and the brain-dead Biden administration. And the folks at Davos are smiling. They want the world to, they, they, they love this pandemic. They, they wish it would never go away. They wish it would just keep coming back, which of course, if we keep taking the vaccines, I'm looking at some charts and graphs that come out of countries. Now you got the United Kingdom is going to stop publishing them because it looks bad for them. Here, here's what's happening. People that keep getting these booster shots and more COVID shots have a higher risk of getting COVID, have a higher risk. I'm saying as a group, not just in total numbers, I'm saying proportionally as a group, higher number of getting. Remember, Jen Psaki got COVID three times being double boosted and, and, and a double vaccinated and boosted. Three times she's had COVID. I think she lied about that just so she could cut her deal with MSNBC while Biden is away in, in wherever he was at. You know, she's up and she's just down the street with her, you know, with her agent, you know, cutting a deal at uh, Microsoft NBC. And so we're, we're led to we're told we have to believe that the vaccines work. And what is becoming clearer and clearer to me is that they are diminishing the immune system. And so the solution is, oh, you might get COVID, so take another shot and diminish your immune system even more than you've already done. We don't know what the long-term effect is going to be, but I do know one statistic that is becoming increasingly a problem for me to, to comprehend. And it's one that people do not want you to know. And I don't understand why. But here are a few of the things that we're beginning to to see. Excessive deaths are on the rise in people that are, quote, like 20 to 64. And they're not dying of corona. They're not dying of the dreaded virus. They're not falling down on the street, clutching their chest and then breaking their fall and being picked up by guys in hazmat suits. They're dying of strokes and heart diseases and other autoimmune diseases. There have been two deaths of people that I know recently and one last year that I am convinced were because those three individuals had taken the vaccines and they had put themselves in these positions now. Did the vaccines directly cause it? Maybe, maybe not. But did they accelerate the demise? The statistics that are coming out in this country, you know, when you look at 2020, for example, we were told all these people were dying of the Rona. And, you know, we got to this unbelievable number of a million or whatever it is. But if you analyze the number of people that died in 2020 and pretty much into 2021, first part of it, 
the number of people that died. And let me just add this. I had an opportunity to talk to a funeral director and just actually ask the question. I said, during COVID, I said, how busy did you guys get? And he said, well, not really. It's about the same as usual. Just couldn't have services. We had to delay things. And, you know, they talked about the the inconveniences. But in terms of being, you know, suddenly a lot more people, you know, because of COVID, dying of COVID because of COVID, it wasn't happening. In other words, the same expected number of people were dying. Of course, a lot of them were called COVID instead of the flu, instead of heart disease, instead of cancer, instead of pneumonia, instead of a lot of other things that normally occur during the course of a person's life and oftentimes end of life. But he did say something to me. But he said, lately, we've had a lot more people die. And we're talking people who are not, quote, elderly, that have died of things like strokes. He said, there's been a noticeable increase. And I looked at him and I said, I wonder if they, and he just shook his head and said, probably we never even said the word, but he knew what I was about to tell him or say. This is what they don't want you to know. And, you know, I'm not one to be given, quote, to, you know, these conspiracy theories. But, you know, I'm I'm but there's too many things that are happening that are far beyond coincidence for my liking. You've got the Georgia Guidestones we talked about the other day that says the world can only sustain 500 million people. In other words, a half a billion that that's the max this planet can hold. Which means we have to get rid of, you know, out of every 14 people on the face of the earth, 13 must go. Only one can be left standing. And who are those ones going to be? And where are they going to be allowed to live? And how are they going to be allowed to live? Well, the folks in Davos at the World Economic Forum, with all of their tentacles into all these governments globally, because of their youth leadership conference where they have graduates like, oh, I don't know, Justin Trudeau is one. Angelina, there's so many that are in Europe right now have gone through the program. Even in, in Australia and New Zealand. And yes, the United States. What is their real game plan for you and I? Is this beginning to... Is this beginning to make sense to you why I do this radio program? I'm I'm serious. Do you understand why we do this radio program? It's to give you information you can use. Now, let's be honest, and and this concerns me as well because it's going to affect us a little bit and in all that we're trying to do. We're finding out that some gas stations around the United States are running out of fuel and in anticipation of an increase in prices, gas stations in the state of Washington, I'm getting reports, they're getting ready to be able to add a digit so the price per gallon can exceed $10 or $9.99. At 76 gas stations in Auburn, Washington, 
gas pumps have been reprogrammed to make room for double-digit pricing. It wasn't that long ago there was just single digits, so they, they know it's coming. They know that gasoline prices are going to jump from the $2 and something that I was remembering paying in Florida about a year, no, two years ago, a little over two years, yeah, two years ago, paying $2 and whatever it is. Now it's four and it's pushing toward five. And in time, in some places where they want everybody in their electric cars, yeah, let's just put a wind turbine on top. That'll blow it down the highway. I mean, we have a, we have a, a power grid that can't handle it. If everybody had an electric car tomorrow, they'd be stuck at home. We're not, we can't build solar panels and windmills fast enough. And even the cost of building them would be incredible. We're living on a false science. Delusion, deception, demonic cult of death. Satan always wants deception and death and destruction. And that, my friend, is the world in which we live today. That's it. That's the world in which we live today. A world of death and destruction and deception. You know, I've been reading some stories. This is a quick item. There's the movie out there. 2,000 Mules, and and I would say I tend to agree that the majority of it is probably pretty accurate. There is some speculation, but you would expect that. Nothing wrong with that. Yet you have certain secretaries of state, Brad, oh, that could not have happened in my state because we have such perfectly fair elections, and you know, they're, they're trying to already discredit it even though we're seeing in these videos things that they had already said never happened, now we're seeing it with our own two eyes. Well, that you're, you're not seeing what you're seeing. Don't look at that man behind the curtain, you know. I mean, you know, th- this is the insanity, the deception in which we live. And the most dangerous animal in the jungle is the rhino here in the United States, the Republican in name only, the fraudulent, phony, leftist-loving, God-smearing, phony Republican. You know, I think of how many times there was pro-life marches and how Republicans that talk about being all for life just didn't bother to show up or care. They try to have their cake and eat it too. And they should learn. There are so many of them in the in the United States Senate that are Republicans that I do not trust. Mitch McConnell is one of them. I don't trust. Lindsey Graham's another one. I don't trust. They've been there too long. If our founding fathers had any clue of what could happen in this country back 200 and some odd years ago, there would have been term limits. And it would have been really difficult to undo the state's power over the Senate of the United States. The idea of a direct election was something the founding fathers did not want. They wanted the state legislatures to have control. And for good reason, I might add, of the Senate. 
as a firewall so you wouldn't get a overbloated federal government. I'm not saying that some state governments and city governments and county governments have not gotten overbloated. They have. You know, government and government positions, you know, they keep increasingly encroaching on your life and your money and your property and your freedom. They believe they own a part of your income. They own your, you know, you lease your property forever. You never own anything. Because they know how to spend your money better than you do. This is the world in which we live. So gas prices going up, food prices going up, but we're told it's because it's such a great economy. Thank Biden for all of it. You little serfs, be be privileged that he's doing this out of the kindness of his heart. He could be retired enjoying his millions of dollars and his beach house in Delaware. But no, he's working for you. Oh, one last little story that that popped in front of my myself today. This comes out of Palo Alto, California, out of a nursing home. And as somebody points out, this is far beyond coincidence and chance. Six out of nine people vaccinated in a Palo Alto nursing home died within a week. Let me just say that. This came out of an executive summary about if the shots are supposedly safe. The odds of six of nine people vaccinated in a nursing home dying within seven days, within seven days, tells me that for elderly people, the shots are not harmless. We also know something else right now. We saw that in Ontario, Canada, I mentioned this the other day, that residents were denied essential supplements and basically were condemned to death in nursing homes in Canada. You know that 83% of all COVID deaths occurred in nursing homes? No surprise there. And last but not least, in the area of delusion, delusion and demonic possession, Oregon Governor Brown forces schools to provide tampons for all boys. Because boys can have periods too and they can become pregnant. And so they now have a vending machine of minstrel products in boys' bathrooms. This world has gone crazy. Listen, we'll be back tomorrow with another program. Running out of time here real quick. If you believe in what we're doing, would you consider giving us your financial support to pay for the airtime? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, mailing address, Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536, that's 32536. And until we meet again tomorrow, may God richly bless you is my prayer. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.